Dahlia Lithwick here again. We are in the final week of the Supreme Court's 2021 term, and while many are still reeling from Friday's decision overturning Roe v. Wade, the court turned around Monday and issued another eye-popping decision in a religious liberty case. It was Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. It's a case Mark Joseph Stern actually flagged as likely to be one of the most consequential in a term packed with consequential cases. Slate Plus members have access to a special bonus edition of Amicus where Mark and I explain why a case involving a high school football coach who insisted on leading students in prayer at the 50-yard line matters so very much. Here's a little snippet of our conversation. I just want to read this to you because it I don't know why I'm at that place where improbable things make me laugh cry. And here's Justice Gorsuch that says, this is my, and then weirdly, the teller handed me money. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy was alone when he began to pray. Players from the other team and members of the community joined him before he even finished his prayer. This event spurred media coverage of Mr. Kennedy's dilemma. Like, it's like, I don't know what happened. He just was on his knee at the 50-yard line praying because he kept telling television networks that that's what he had to do in order to serve God. And weirdly, people prayed with him, including students who felt coerced into praying. And then... Weirdly, there was more media coverage. I don't understand why the teller handed over the money. It makes no sense. Okay, okay, enough with the sarcasm. Mark, this actually has very, very significant consequences. We're being flipped because we're a little hysterical. But um, <laughs> this has real significant consequences. So maybe just tell me, I mean, there's a whole bunch of cases that are mentioned and sort of <laughs> flipped off in this case. But maybe start with the lemon test, which is, I, I guess, overruled, although it's not overruled. It's kind of just stomped into non-existence. And tell us what the law was and what it is now, if you can discern what it is now, which is, I guess, I don't know. So I, I think it's safe to say that the lemon test is overruled because what Gorsuch does is come in and say, hey, you know, the parties below ask us to apply the lemon test, but what they don't realize, what only I can see... Is that, is that it's already dead? It's already gone. It's just completely, you know, you didn't know it and the country didn't know it, but we actually quietly overruled the lemon test at some stage in the past 20 to 30 years. Not going to pinpoint when, but just trust us, it happened. And so the lemon test is overruled. And then also he says the offshoots of the lemon test are overruled. So let's talk about what this actually does. The lemon test is a decision from 1971 that lays out this framework for evaluating establishment clause claims. And more recently in the 90s and 2000s, the Supreme Court sort of refined it to a standard that I think is actually really clear and quite defensible. And this was sort of Justice Sandra Day O'Connor's crown jewel of First Amendment law, where she said, look, the question is, does a government action or law give the appearance of endorsing religion? Because the number one principle of the First Amendment is that the government has to be neutral between religions and it has to be neutral between religion and non-religion. So we can't have laws that appear to be endorsing religion 
or any particular faith, because that sends a message to the community that there are in-groups and out-groups, and that insiders who share this religion, the one that is sort of established by these laws, that they get special treatment and everybody else is out in the cold. And that has been the law of the land for many years now. And again, I think it has actually proved pretty durable, except at the hands of conservative judges who hate it. And so they have zeroed in on this particular test that O'Connor and the other justices used here to ask whether a law was an endorsement of religion, which was, would a reasonable observer, taking all the facts into account, see this as the government endorsing religion? And here the answer is obvious. Of course, any reasonable observer would look at what Kennedy did over the years when he was holding these prayer circles and say, duh, this is an endorsement of Christianity. This is an employee of the school in uniform, on the job, smack dab in the middle of his official duties. He is speaking on behalf of the government and he is expressing Christian prayer and thanks to a Christian God. If that's not endorsement of religion, I don't know what is. But Gorsuch gets around that problem by saying, well, you know what? That test is overruled. The reasonable observer test, overruled. Lemon in the ash heap of history. We have a new test. And the new test is, da-da-da, history and tradition. Go back, figure out what James Madison would have wanted in public schools today, a concept that would be completely unintelligible to James Madison because that did not exist in 1791. And if James Madison was okay with it, then we're okay with it. And magically, the majority's policy preferences align perfectly with their imagined idea of what James Madison would have wanted. And so this egregious conduct by Coach Kennedy is not just um, totally okay under the Establishment Clause, but it is protected by the Free Speech and Free Exercise Clauses. Slate Plus members have access to the full conversation. You can find out how to join us by heading to slate.com slash amicus plus. Slate Plus members hear ad-free versions of all Slate's podcasts. Never hit a paywall on slate.com. And they access bonus segments like this one from Amicus and a whole host of other Slate shows. More details at slate.com slash amicus plus. And thank you. There will be more opinions this week, and we will be digging through them all this Saturday on Amicus. And until then, take good care.